What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up Howard Better. Adam Ronis here, courtesy of Fantasy Alarm. What's going on, everybody? What's going on with you, Adam Ronis? Man, when last we left you yesterday, you were making a your a live pick in the Scott Fish Bowl. How's that draft going now? Haven't made a pick since. Are you kidding me? No, I have not. Someone. They have like the DM thread in Twitter and someone's like, all right, guys, let's pick this up. We're losing steam. I'm like, we lost steam days ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't really care. I know the slow drafts really irritate you. I understand going in. That's how it is. The good thing is I have that one pick. So I make my two picks and then I can just chill. You want to know what's funny is that I've really I, I've I've turned around on the slow draft. Not that not that I would prefer to do it, but if I'm doing one. Like that it's not bothering me that that somebody's taking, you know, milking the clock or taking their time. I'll tell you why. Last year, I was in the clue division and uh, and it was amazing, right? We finished. Oh, you were first. one of the, fi- yeah, I think you were like one of the We were the draft, right? first division to finish, right? And there we were for the next like week and a half watching everybody else talk about their picks and discuss all their picks and shit like that. And we were all just like, like we actually, (laughs) we actually were talking about putting together like just another draft with all of us using Scott Fishbowl rules and just do a, like a, like another mock draft right afterwards, just for the hell of it, because everybody was talking. So, you know, I mean, as, as, as aggravating and let, let me just reiterate as aggravating as fantasy football Twitter is. It's like a nightmare, dude. It's like a nightmare. Um, you know, I, I just, I I didn't want to like just sit there and, you know, like have my draft be done and everybody's still in on the Scott Fishbowl. The longer it takes, you know, you, you, you could drag out a full segment on Sirius XM just on talking about your Scott Fishbowl draft and the fact that you only made two picks in the last two days. That is true, and that's the way it has been for me lately. <laughs> you don't sound happy. No, I mean, again, I have four picks to go, so hopefully I'll make another two picks tonight and then maybe finish it off tomorrow, worst-case scenario, Thursday. So it's almost done. Then the Raz Bowl starts Monday. Um, I just started another best ball 10. Um, so, yeah, I'm just making sure to get as many drafts in as possible now. Because we have a lot of, uh, you know, real ones coming up. Yeah, that's, oh, again, there you go. The good thing for us is that, yeah, we jump into the Raz Bowl immediately after on Monday. I'm in the I'm in the 21st round, actually, uh, in mine. Like, it's so funny. I don't even, like, remember where I'm at. 21st round, so I just made my 21st uh, round pick. So you got, so got one pick one, to go. Yeah, One pick left. One to go. Got to make it count, Adam. Got to make it count. Yeah, I mean, this could be deciding the overall championship. If you fuck this up, you could be out of the top spot. So you right. can't mess this up. So let me let me try this. Ready? Beep, beep, boop, 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 beep, beep, beep. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. Answer the phone, Adam. Ring, ring. Nah, I can't answer. I'm busy. I got a girl over. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's the kind of analyst you want. You want somebody who's more interested in banging some girl than he is in helping you with your fantasy football teams. Yeah, absolutely. That means he's 
winning and making money that he's able to get these women. Right. Well not not a lot of fantasy analysts out there who can say, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I'm having sex <laughs> with with somebody who I want to have sex with. That is true. Because <laughs> most of them are married and don't want to have sex with their wife. No, that's not true. I love having sex with I, my wife. Oh, it's not you. I said most. You even alluded to it. I know. Well, you know, it's because, you know, my wife's like, ah, I'm done with you. Stop it already. <laughs> Um, but no, no, so, so, all right. So, uh, damn, now I forgot what I was going to ask. You were calling me. I know I was calling you, but you threw me <laughs> off the train. My train I of did. thought is I now. I like doing that. I like throwing people off. Reboarding at the station. You ruined the joke, Adam. Way to go. I, you, um, you must be really fun at parties. Very fun. That's right. I'm, I'm always <laughs> looking to pick up women at a party. Well, if I'm single, which I am now. Which you are. Which which you know, every day that goes by, I just find more and more shocking that you're single. Uh, well, just because I'm single does not mean I'm out there with women. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I kind of thought. Where, where were you going with that one? There, you that gonna start I talking am, about Barcavius Minko or something? No, that I am spending time with women just because I'm not in a relationship doesn't mean that I'm out there not having time with a woman. That's what I'll say. You get busy. We, we get it, Adam. You have a very, you have a very healthy sexual appetite and a very, <laughs> do, and a very large <laughs> social agenda. I understand all of that. Okay. I live, I live vicariously through you. Right. That's why I ask you all these questions. That's why we end up going off on these tangents, because I just, you know, I want to sit back and just hear the stories. I, yeah, look, every, everyone has a different, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever, if I ever be married. I always think about them. Like, can I do that? Can I just be with one person for like 15 years? And it scares me. Well, you know what? I mean, here's the thing is that you're getting to that age, Adam, where it's yes. just it's more about companionship and you want to you want somebody as a as a ride or die. Yes, right? I've been you know? told this. You're getting older. What are you going to do? Would you be lonely and all that stuff? I get it, um, but I will not settle. I have again to me like the most important thing in life is happiness. So. You cannot just be like, well, I'm getting older. I have to find someone to be with. You know what? Okay, this is the best. I'll take her. No, I'm not doing that. Like, Listen, here's what you do, Adam. I'm, I'm going to teach you right now. Here's, here's what you do. You find the coolest chick you know. It doesn't matter if she's married or anything like that. What if she has an STD? So it doesn't matter. Who cares? Okay. Big Dude, STDs run rampant through, through nursing homes these days. Nursing People, homes? Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. You go the, to like the an assistant. Work, the people who work there or the people who are in there living? The people who are in there, the old people, man, they're like, they're getting busy with each other on a regular basis. And I, they're not using condoms or anything like that because none of them are getting pregnant. Where are you? Where did you see this? Dude, this is a, this is a well-known fact. I, I, ha I don't date in nursing homes, so maybe that's why I'm not aware of this. I don't date in nursing homes either. I just, you just, it's this, I'll get you, I'll forward you the statistics. But okay. yes, um, the, the people in those, in, in homes, like, you know, listen, they're so you're saying that you just you need, own... you just need somebody who's like you find to be a very cool person and you say to them, when I'm old and decrepit, all right, 
And it's not about having sex or anything like that. I just need somebody cool to hang out with. Will you be my cool friend to hang out with when we're older? Okay. Well, I've had over the years discussions with a few different women like, hey, if we're both not married in five years, you want to get married? Um, so I guess it's similar to that. Yeah, but without the no, because it, you're you're not you're not getting married, right? Like you're not forcing, you know, this like archaic. Oh, so ceremony. what? We're just we're living together as companions. Yeah, you just want to hang out. Well, just live together. If you're single and you're all by yourself, and I'm single and all so by what myself. Should, what age should this happen for me? For you, yeah. I would say you probably once you hit like you know sixty. Oh, then I have a lot of years left to bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do your thing now. Have a great oh, okay. time. That's what I've been but doing. Don't yeah. worry about getting married. And then if you're worried about being alone in your old age, you know, then then fine. Then then you do it. I'd say 60 because of just the way people are, you know, these days. And, you know, you're an active guy. You, you know, you've got a, a good metabolism. You, you know, you take good care of your uh, of yourself. You play some sports there to kind of keep yourself in shape. Like that, that was, yeah, walks okay, every about day. 60 then. Take walks every day. So you, yeah, so you just, you need a buddy, man. You don't need a wife. You just need a buddy. You need somebody cool to hang out with when, you know, like all your, you know, when, when it's no longer cool for you to be hitting on 30 year old women. Okay. I got it. So I have some time at least. Yeah. Oh, you do. You do. Me, I'm done. Stick <laughs> yeah, but Stick you're married forward, though. Baby. I am married. Absolutely. I am to that same old battle axe. It's been <laughs> chaining me up for years and years and years. <laughs> Stay in the shed. Yeah. Well, you know, so you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. Um, ah, man. Um, I think I was going to ask you who I should take with my last pick in the Scott Fishbowl. I think that was actually why I was calling. Okay. Now we just completely got derailed. <laughs> Completely got derailed. Never happens on this podcast. uh, You know, it's so funny. I was actually I was recording some uh, some liners, some some you know for the uh, for the show, and it's like you know, oh, the best betting and picks and this and that. I'm like, that's really not the way I would describe this show. Like, you get best bets, you get picks, but I feel like you get more into the 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 minds and the lives of two fantasy analysts who have been doing this shit for years and years but yeah we're not like old and decrepit we're not at that age yet where we're going into the assisted living right not yet not yet (laughs) (laughs) not yet but damn i'll tell you oh my lord um all right i'll tell you what so we'll we'll come back and we'll actually talk some sports here what i want to do right now obviously give a little shout out to our sponsors and say thanks so much for keeping the lights on here. We'll be back right after this. And we're back right after this. And I feel like we're just staying in the same spot here, Adam. I don't feel like we've gone well anywhere. So, um, all right. Who was your, uh, who was your pick of the Scott fishbowl today? Because you've only made one. No, I didn't make any picks today. Oh, you haven't made a single pick. today. no. Oh, I thought, why did I think that you that you made it's one? Been, it's been 24 hours and I haven't made a pick. It has been 24 hours and you haven't made a pick. All right. Well, that blows. Um, I took CJ Uzama as my fourth tight end. Damn, in, man. In, for real? In That's the, not bad. In the 24th round. 
Damn, he went 17th round of mine as the 29th tight end. I would have loved to have him as my third tight end because I don't have a third tight end. Mm. Damn, man. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I tell you, man, I'm digging on my uh, I'm digging on my squad a little bit more. You know, the funny thing about it is, is that like I like the team. I don't love the team. And, you know, I, I just I feel like I'll tell you what, if this were like a regular fantasy league with like, you know, just tight end premium scoring and stuff like that, then, you know, this I, I like this team. I, you know, Herbert as my lead quarterback. Kittle, I got Akers. I like Mike Davis, DK Metcalf, Robbie Anderson, uh, Gallup, Williams. I mean, I, I like this team, you know, a bunch. I don't necessarily know if it's got the upside for an overall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have that like that explosive feel that I think there are some teams that 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 have it. Yeah, I mean, first of all, we already know, like, it's like 1,900 teams. I mean, to win the overall, you need so much to go right. Yeah. So um, so you just hope to be in that mix. I mean, I think you do need to stack. You're going to have to get fortunate and hit on some players, uh, especially a tight end. You know, last year was like Darren Waller, I guess, that really helped people. I know Jen Piacenti had Waller last year. She had Justin Herbert as her third quarterback. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, she just, you know, she had a lot of things break right for her, and that's what you need. You're, you're going to need to stay healthy, your quarterbacks to go off. So you need so much to go right. So you just do the best you can, and you hope that things come together, and that you just have a competitive team that can make a push. Uh, and, you know, let's be honest here, and this happens in the high-stakes leagues too. Some leagues are going to be strong and competitive. Other leagues are going to be weak, and uh, that happens. You know, and we don't know right now. We can look at a draft board and say, oh, this league is tough. This We really don't know yet, but that's going to happen. You're going to be like, wait, how'd you get all these guys? Oh, yeah, that draft was kind of weak. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of drafts out there that were uh, that are pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I think it was um, I think it's Sandro Anello, actually, producer at Sirius XM of all people to have a team that's actually like pretty crazy what what his team is i'm gonna try and pull it up right now and see if i can't find it um uh there it is conference one so bear with me for just vamp for a few seconds here adam as i uh as i as i look for the uh the thing Come on, yeah. say some, say something funny or intelligent or. Oh, you sound like the Mad Dog when he used to tell Mike Francesa, "Say something funny, Mike." Remember, <laughs> you listened to that show growing up because right? Mike. You know what? I actually I I didn't listen to it as often because Chris Russo really aggravates me. His voice I, or him as a person. What's that? His voice or his takes? It's actually both. Okay. Yeah, because I would listen in the car sometimes with my mom. She's like, how does that guy get on radio with that voice? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I listen to my voice and I'm like, what, what the hell is that? So, I don't know. But yeah, no, nah, I like, I, I listened to those guys quite a bit going up, growing up. So, but yeah, Mike used to, uh, dog used to say that to him all the time. Oh, well, see, when I hear my voice played back, I feel like it sounds very like tinny, also, and that 
I know. Oh, uh, you might not have heard this because I said this on Elise Sandoz Fantasy a while ago. This is, I think, pretty funny. I said, Patrick Mahomes is better me at a lot of things, but the one thing I'm better than him at is getting women turned on with my voice compared to him. You've heard his voice, right? I have heard it. He's very Muppet-like. Yeah. So that's one thing that I'm better at. I can turn women on with my voice more than him. (laughs) I've had a lot of women tell me, like, oh, I really like your voice. So I'm sure Mahomes has never heard that. Right. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, you know, I I disagree with you, Adam. I think my voice is pretty pretty good. (laughs) Oh, piggy. <laughs> this is Kermit the Frog. Yeah, he he kind of sounds like him in a way, right? He does sound a little Kermit-like, no doubt. Um, all right, good vamping, way to go. So here's Sandro's team in in Scott Fishbowl, right? His quarterbacks, as it stands right now, are Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold, and Te- and uh, and Drew Locke. Okay, I'm looking at his team as well. Oh, okay, perfect. For those of you who don't know uh, how to get through all of that, well, then we'll just we'll talk about it. the running backs are Chubb, Eckler, that's Javante Williams, yeah. uh, Gus Edwards, Tevin Coleman, Marlon Mack. The wide receivers: DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, Michael Pittman, uh, Traquan Smith, Denzel Mims. And then he, you know, of course, he, you know, hits you with that stupid Quintez Cephas pick. Um, and then Tim Patrick, his tight ends, Jared Cook and Hayden Hurst. Yeah, that's the only weakness, is the that's tight That's really the only weakness yeah. there, to to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. Like, how does that team get picked? Yeah, I don't know, man. And that's that's the thing, is like you could be in a league where you don't have strong drafters. And I, I don't know if that's the case here because I didn't look at everything. But, right. yeah, I mean, that team is pretty strong. I mean, he essentially needs – he needs Cook to pan out or that first tight end that pops off the wave wire he gets. And I'm sure when you look at this team, his thinking is like, all right, first tight end that shows a sign of anything, I'm adding to my roster. Because they're – there always is someone. I don't even remember. Was Robert Tunyon drafted in the fishbowl last year? I can't remember. Probably. Um, I, I actually, I have no idea. If yeah, he I don't him. remember. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, you know, a tight end that you could have gotten off waivers last year. Um, yeah. I'm sure Cole Komet was probably drafted because he had pedigree rookie. Um, but, yeah, there's probably going to be was Logan Thomas drafted. Probably. I don't know. I can't remember. But... Yeah, there there could be someone that emerges off the wave wire, and he's gonna have to hope that um, he can get him because that's really the only thing that looks as a, like a problem right now. Yeah, it, it does. And I'll, but and I'll say this in Jared Cook's favor, you know, uh, the Chargers' offensive coordinator is Joe Lombardi. All right, he was the QB coach uh, for the Saints. And I mean, for years, like he, he was there, he was like their quarterbacks coach for a number of years uh, with Drew Brees there. Um, And then he left for two years to go and be the Detroit offensive coordinator. And, you know, the, the team was just shit in the bed anyway. And they went one and seven and cleaned house. Right. And that was that. So he went back to um, the saints, you know, Sean Payton was like, absolutely. Come on back here. 
He's now the offensive coordinator for the Chargers, and he's kind of instilling a lot of that offense into what they have for the Chargers. So when you think about it now, so it's, you know, Jared Cook is your tight end. He's, he's you know, if you look to the Saints for the comp, it's Jared Cook, right? So he's he already knows the offensive scheme well. We already know that there's a role for him in this offense. If you want to kind of, you know, put things together, you've got uh, Eckler in the Camara role, right? You've got, I mean, you know, here, one of the reasons why I like Michael, you know, Mike, Mike Williams this year is because he's the X receiver, you know, Keenan Allen plays the majority of his stuff out of the slot. And while, yes, I mean, he'll, he'll obviously be those reliable targets that he always is. I think it kind of bumps up a little bit of Mike Williams, knowing that what this playbook does for the X receiver which is where Michael Thomas was. So, you know, it's it's one of those situations. So I think that Jared Cook flourishes enough in this, you know, in this system with the Chargers to be Sandro's safe tight end play, except for, you know, whatever, for the one bye week. Yeah, it's, I don't know if I want to call it safe, but I don't think it's enough to win the overall. Oh, you want like a big you want you you want a big tight end there? I think you have to have one. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked at the history of the winners, but I would have to think that you have a top tight end, right? Because of the premium scoring with the extra half point for the first downs yeah. and the receptions. I'm pretty sure the teams obviously that had Kelsey Waller last year were near the top. Yeah, the Kittle owners took a took a hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. And that's the risk, obviously, in those tight end premium leagues. If you take one early and they don't pan out, it really sets you back because you passed on something really good, most likely, to to take that tight end. Oh, so yeah, dude, to take – oh, my God. <laughs> Where the hell's my draft board? Holy shit. To see what I, I gave up to take Kittle, you know, it's uh, – I mean, that's, that's a tough – that's a tough one for me. Like, Do you I realize – did you realize George Kittle has never scored more than five touchdowns in a season? Yeah. I, fi- I find that absolutely stunning, man, because that guy is so talented. And I know there was – I think it was two years ago. He had a game where he had two touchdowns called back due to penalty. I know they run the ball a lot, but it's just like, really, man? That guy should have a 10-touchdown season on his resume. Well, he should, but he only played six games last year. Right, but even the years before that. Mm-hmm. Never had more than five. No, I know. I know. So I worry. I Listen, I worry about that pick. I do, you know, I, I could have gone. I mean, I would have gone, uh, if I didn't go Kittle, um, I could have grabbed Nick Chubb, right? I could have grabbed Austin Eckler. I could have grabbed Zeke. Like that, you know, I mean, that's, that's, where, that's where I would have gone uh, with these guys. And to be honest with you, because of the overall and because I had Justin Herbert, I was actually going to just take Eckler. It's not really, you know, you, you like the you like the stack of the 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 quarterback and the wide receiver, the quarterback and the tight end, but considering you know how much work Eckler gets in the passing game, that would have been a, a sufficient thing for for this format. But I went I went with the tight end because I actually, you know, seeing how everybody went bonkers in the first round for the the quarterbacks Right. I, you know, by the time it was my pick, I was the 10th pick. 
by the time it came to me, there were six QBs off the board already. So when it came back around to me for that second pick, I was like, if I don't grab a, a, a tight end here, there's no way that like Hawkinson, Andrews, Pitts, those guys are going to get to me. Right. Like I think that, you know, that'll probably end up going fairly early. And so I took Kittle there. And then when it came back around to me, I still could have taken Hawkinson and oh, it was on the third round reversal. Right. There you go. The third round reversal there. I could have grabbed, you know, I could have grabbed Pitts or Hawkinson or, or Andrews there. Yeah, mine Pitts went uh three. 11, I took Hawkinson, 312, Andrews went 4-6. Yeah. So, again, every you just have to make a calculated decision at the time, and every league's different. You know, you're going to look like, oh, man, that guy fell there in mine. I had to do this. So, you know, that's what makes, I guess, these, these fun and interesting, especially with this scoring format. You can guess. Like, see, I think in a typical league where we have the ADP and stuff, you kind of know what's going to be there for the most part. And this, with this fishbowl and this score, you don't know what's going to be there. Yeah. I feel like Kittle's injury history and his lack of touchdowns in a season um, are living rent-free in my head right now. Well, the thing is, though, he – I mean, we saw it in 19, 85, five touchdowns. So, you know, if he got the touchdowns, would have been a different season. And then even the year before, what, 135 targets. So they, they, they are a team that wants, wants to run the football out. And now they do have a couple talented receivers. But, man, I mean, that guy is just so good with the ball in his hands. He can break long plays. So he's got a lot of ability. We just haven't seen that. that mon- we haven't seen that Kelsey-ass season yet. And – I guess the difference is the offense in Kansas City is really featured features the pass, where in San Francisco they don't want to. Um, so, but but there's definitely huge upside with Kittle if he could stay healthy. There's no question about it. I mean, again, I'm I'm I just cannot believe he's never had more than five touchdowns in a season and only 14 touchdowns in 53 games. Like how? Like that guy should have. And you know, I did. I've had him a couple times, and I would watch the games. And I'm like, why aren't they throwing him in the red zone? I understand how potent that running game is, but come on, man! Like Kittle, sometimes is an unstoppable force. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and that's the thing. But you know, again, there you go. He, you know, he is an unstoppable force. The dude takes hard hits. He gives hard hits, and that obviously subjects him to. You know what it is. You know what? I, I just I don't want him to turn out to be football's version of Byron Buxton now. Uh I don't I don't think he is. I mean, look, he was on pace last year for um 96 receptions and 1260 yards. I mean, that's he was on pace for only four touchdowns, though. Again, that's been the big problem. <laughs> but stop uh, saying that. Well, we know touchdowns can be fluky, right? Like, we've seen it. Um, it's just throw to him more in the red zone, guys. Especially, you have that potent running game, right? You, you get to the four. I always said this. Play action on first down near the goal, it always works, man. Especially for, for San Francisco. Oh, they want to run the ball. Okay, here comes the run. Fake that run. Have the quarterback bootleg. 
Kittle acts like he's going to block and then just cuts out, he's going to be wide open. The play where the they, NFL teams do it a lot on second now, do it on first. It works, man. It works, especially when you're playing a team like San Fran, Minnesota, teams that run the ball, run that play on first down. He's going to be wide open. Ah, from your lips to God's ears, may it please, please, please happen. No doubt about that. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I never, I never, you know, I never like to deal with buyer's remorse, you know, in trades. You know, it's like you make your move, you, you go and you do it. I feel like I got a series of tight ends afterwards that if something does happen to Kittle, I do feel like I'm protected, you know, Irv Smith. Uh, Dan Arnold and, and CJ Uzama, right? I think that's you know that that'll keep me afloat in a tight end premium league if something were to happen to Kittle. So might as well just enjoy the upside that he does bring, uh, and just hope for more touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, would I be surprised if he had a eight nine touchdown season? No, I've been waiting for it, and I don't even have any kill yet this year. I don't know if I will. I mean, third round, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do it. And I, it's not because I got – I did draft Kittle last year. I think it was the third round, early third round. Uh, and obviously it didn't work out. I don't think that's why. It's just – I don't know. I, I've done it before. It's tough to draft a tight end early in a real competitive league. It really makes it a little bit more difficult to put together a good roster. But I, in this format, tight end premium – I understand why you did it. Again, I, I you could say I took Hawkins in too early. I took him again last pick of third round. Uh, that you know, I, we all expect him to be the focal point of that offense and Goff in the tight end. But could look back and be go, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Ah, you're not making me feel any better. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, where did you take him again? Round two. Okay. <clears throat> is Scott Fishbowl's ADP is 15. So two, three. Yeah. I oh, know. I took him. I took him where he's supposed to take. I didn't overdraft him. Again, it's just one of those things where, you know, I look at my team and it's like, okay, you know, you need that. If you need that top tight end, well, there you go. But I would have been obviously much happier with Darren Waller, who went the pick right, you know, in the first round, right after I took Justin Herbert. Yeah. Look, I think in this format, it's fine. And if it doesn't work out, it's not a big deal. Like you're shooting for the, the ceiling on Kittle at this point. And some of those running backs that really go in that range, they're not going to pan out either. So I understand why you did it. And Kittle had a, he is, he went as early as six and as late as 29. What damn lead did he go? 29. Wow. 29. That's just crazy, man. You look at this disparities on some of these players man like look at this one um tom brady went as early as four as lead as 36 aaron jones early as four who would take aaron jones at four early as four late as 38 yeah i, I don't know take, but you know what you, you, you want to know it's so funny four look in this format look look that up look look that up for joe mixon joe mixon uh, he went as early as three and as late as 47. Holy shit. 44? Wow. How about this one? Mark <laughs> Andrews early as 11, late as 75. 
11. I, that's that's see for 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 the Mandrews. I mean, I like them, but Oh, how about this? Kyle Pitts 7 late 53. Yeah, that's just somebody who's hoping that like Sirius XM analysts are going to uh like call him up to be like, "Hey, you want to be on the show and tell us why you took Kyle Pitts at 7 overall?" Well, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Oh we're my god. Oh wait, yeah, I think I, I don't know if we talked about this one. Did you know in one draft, Odell Beckham went as the first receiver off the board? We did talk mm-hmm. about it, right? Yeah, we talked about it. Okay, yeah. So his, and you know who he took as his second wide receiver? Who? You'll never guess. Never. So DK I won't Metcalf. No. Cole Beasley. Come on. Yeah. So I, I mean, that that's the problem. Well, man. that's just, yeah. See, there you go. Like, that all of a sudden, that that stuff like that makes no sense. That's either just drafting, you know, to be, you know, I, I don't even know. Like, you're you're trying to, to get people to pay attention to you. You want people to, like, you know, like, when you see, when I see picks like that, then I think that somebody was, full of shit when they took Matt Barkley instead of Saquon. I think they knew exactly what they were doing, but they knew that they would get buzz for that. They would get attention. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, how come that, did they change that pick? Because I thought I thought Young Ho went, like, in the first round of a draft. And now I see the men at 81, max 203. Okay, I guess it changed. I don't know. I, I remember seeing him go, like, late first, early second round, but Looking at his um, eighty, uh, the range it's not showing that anymore. So I don't know. I guess I'm bugging out, or they changed it. <laughs> Philip well, Lindsay went. As, Philip Lindsay went as early as seventy seven and as late as two twenty nine. Boy, wow, so that's a that's a crazy disparity. Right. I I just want to know who the hell took uh, Joe Mixon at three and Aaron Jones at four. Well, the the Aaron Jones one, I can't tell you, but I can with 100% tell you who Joe Mixon at three was. Oh. It was the Rolling Stones division. It was none other than Jim Bowden. Really? He did not mean to do it. Okay, I was going to say. He so <laughs> so he he wasn't like he he wasn't he didn't know about this like the pre-draft ranking mm-hmm. aspect. That if you, like, he thought he was just putting guys into a queue. Right. And that when it was time for his pick, he would make his pick, but he had guys in the queue. So that's not the way that it's it works on my fantasy league in a slow draft. The, you pre, you're pre-draft, you're pre-ranking players. If you're in the draft room and you go and you list, like, five guys on that, you know, on the right side of the page, then... That's what the computer is taking it as those are the guys, the order of which you want, you know, taken in this in with this pick. So he thought this was just setting a cue for the rest of his draft. So he put Joe Mixon over there uh, because he didn't like he, he thought he was, you know, a little too low on the sheet, you know, in the uh, in the software, the draft software. So he had him there and then he was uh, he was traveling. Uh, so when it was time for his pick, he was like either going through airport security or something like that, or, you know, or he was like in flight and, you know, uh, didn't realize that he was, you know, it was his pick. The guy who was picking first, like used his entire clock 
Brutal. Right? No, so, so, look, dude, there's no excuse for that. You knew when the draft started. Look, I had the first pick, and I tend to wake up late. So I said, oh, you know what? No, no I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, not defending that. What I'm saying is, is that's how Jim got caught right. with Joe Mixon because he was like, he thought he was setting a cue and would still be able to make his pick. And that didn't happen. So because he had players in the queue, it just automatically took him instead of saying, you're on the clock and whatever. Right, because he hit save and then it takes it as an auto draft pick. Yeah. So he was trying to be courteous to the league. Yeah. And the guy picking one wasn't. And then Jim got screwed. That's 100% accurate. Unbelievable. Like, look, if you know you have the first pick, everyone was talking about this draft. We knew it started July 5th, 10 a.m. Eastern. And I was like, oh, you know what? I tend to sleep late sometimes. You know, it was July 4th weekend. All right. In case I'm not awake, I don't want to, I don't even want to make people wait a half hour. Right. You know, what if I wake up 1030? So I said, I'm a pre-drafted. So this way, boom, they're good to go. I'm not holding it up. You're a very nice person, Adam. Rose. And say that, but, um, you know, there's times you have to be courteous <laughs> and like, you know, I'm, it's the first pick, man. You should know who you want by now. Oh, dude, listen, I you, you preach it to the choir, my friend. Preach it to the choir. Um, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it well, first rounds, like that's the thing, man. First rounds, first two rounds of a draft for me. <coughs> I'm like, it should be like the easiest decision you make. Right? Like you you have your rankings, you know who you like, you've been waiting for this draft, you've prepped for this draft. Like your first round pick, it should be like you should know it already. If you're picking six, then it comes to you and you're like, oh, Ezekiel Elliott or or Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott or Nick Chubb, Ezekiel. You should have that in your rankings already. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be wavering about that in the first round of your draft. You shouldn't. Now, if you're talking about, you know, do I go quarterback in a super flex or do I go not or do I go running back? Whatever, like if that's how you're wavering, okay, fine. But you still know who the number one QB is, and you still know who your number one running back is. So, like to to take up time like that is is it's it's insane to me. It's like guys in in the industry, Adam. When we when we do do our drafts and they're and they're on a clock, right? And you got a minute and a half on the clock. It's your first round pick. You shouldn't be taking the full minute and a half. No. No doubt about it. You should be well aware of who you're going to take. And maybe you have two guys close. All right, fine. But still, you should be decisive. Oh, it's mind-numbing. All right. Well, so here's the thing. So I have a, a conference call that I have to go to in about eight minutes. So, Adam, I'm going to, uh, to cut this delicious podcast uh, short a little bit. Um, but before we go, I want to just double check now because the NBA finals are tomorrow, which tomorrow for us, which means Wednesday. So when you're listening to this yesterday, Adam, you gave the lean of you thought the Bucks would win, but that the Suns would cover the four and a half point spread. And you liked the under, which was a sneaky no, no, one. No, no, no you like the, like the over. Yeah. You like the over. Oh, yeah, like yeah. You. you were telling me that story about how the under was like a sneaky one that only like covered by like a half on the Yeah, we got one. lucky last game because Booker had a bad game shooting three of 14. Yeah. Um, 
the the DeAndre Eaton was in foul trouble, only played 24 minutes. The uh, starters got pulled with five minutes left. Booker didn't even play the fourth quarter. So, and the and Phoenix didn't shoot well from three point range. So I think Bucks play another good offensive game. I think Phoenix improves. So I like the over more than the spread. But if I were to force, I would take Milwaukee minus four and a half. I will tell you this: Giannis will not score more than 40 points tomorrow. And the reason why DraftKings Sportsbook has a boost for Giannis to score more than 40 points plus 350. Those fail 90% of the time. So Giannis not scoring 40 points in game four. I like it. I like it. Boom. Just based on the DK boost. That's it. Just based on the DK boost. Well, also, too, he I think he he's gone to the free throw line a lot in the last two games. And he shot, I think it was 13 of 17 from the free throw line in game three. Let me just double check that right now. Uh, he shot, yeah, 13 of 17 from the free throw line in game three. That's atypical for Giannis. We know he struggles from the free throw line. And getting there 17 times again, uh, don't know if that can happen. So when you consider that, that helped push him to 40 points in the last two games. Uh, I'll say that number goes down. He had 18 free throws in game two. It was 11 of 18. Um, so he's been better in this series, though, from the free throw line, 65.3%. So he's had 41 and 42 the last two games. Uh, but that DK boost scares the shit out of me because it usually fails. Right on. All right. Good info to know. So you got you're all set with tomorrow's game at or Wednesday's game. Um, are you I'm assuming you're gonna write this up for wager alarm uh so that people can check that out? Yeah, and I'll have a player prop or two. There it is. There it is. So enjoy all of that. Uh Adam, I'm sure you're you're riveted by the MLB All-Star game right now. So I will let you get back to that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm well. so riveted. I'm gonna go get dinner, uh, pick it up, and then come back and watch the rest of it. Chicken parm? Nah, I did that on what was that? Sunday or Saturday? No, I don't I think know. You never send me a picture anymore. I asked you to oh. send me pictures of chicken parm. I did send it one time. You I did send it, it one time, time, and I was grateful. Oh, I didn't know you wanted it every time. Yeah. I'd get you drooling and jealous. I didn't Dude, want to I miss you chicken like parm so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, you what, man. That's the best uh, one I've ever had. It's not even close. If I work everything out to uh, to 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 make it to the GST, right? Got to just get all those flight arrangements all set now. Um, I'm eating chicken parm over right. and over again. Yeah. You're well, gonna actually. You're gonna do takeout. You're gonna bring it with you. <laughs> I'm gonna eat it during the draft. Well, you know how to... you know how well I do while I eat during the draft. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard that before. Uh, we've had some <laughs> accidents, uh, but the GST has very good food. I'm very excited about that. burger. But I'm, I'm excited about chicken parm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm doing burrito tonight. Burrito bowl. Carnitas. Not nah, chicken. Chicken burrito bowl. Chicken burrito bowl. What are you going to Chipotle? No, I can't. They take two. Dude, remember that time I ordered from them and we were supposed to do a podcast? And I said, dude, it's 820. I still don't have my food. I was supposed to get it 20 minutes ago. So I haven't been back since that day, man. Service was just brutal. All right. Well, there you go. You heard it, Chipotle. You fucked up. Step your game up in Jersey. Sons of bitches. That's going to do it for us here on the Andy Up podcast. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow for sure. For Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.